0: It's trickle down economics with high school kids. I-, I probably should have thrown a few more balls in high school. I think. Well, why don't you just go ahead and do game show voice and do it this way? East Cal waited ding, to Hawaii. Ding, ding, That's ding, the longest. Ding, ding. That one I know. When Dion comes calling, and you get to you be You answer
1: of- the phone.
0: Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast monthly edition. Since football never stops, we probably should end up doing this as a weekly, the way that things go. John here, Hannah there, and for this month, February. We have a a special show. uh, A, always B, (laughs) B, C, Cruton, always B, Cruton. It is signing day, the OG wrap-up here for Football Fridays in Georgia, the February edition.
1: So we are talking all things signing day, a lot of transfer portal talk Mm -hmm. as well on the podcast today. We have got GBB Sports Voice of Football Fridays and co-host of Recruiting 2023 Matt Stewart on and 24-7 Recruiting Guru Rusty Mansell. So we break down a lot of different things on today's show. But for National Signing Day, it's just filling in holes, right? There's no big surprises. There's no flips. We've gotten through all of that with early signing day, John. For the most part, what was your biggest takeaways from the, the 2023 class?
0: Well, I liked the, the breadth and the depth of what we got to see because – and, and it's, a, it's a point that I make later on in the show about trickle – it's almost trickle-down recruiting – and you get to see all of these athletes that we've seen on Football Fridays make an impact someplace else. And, you know, if we didn't get to see them you know, make that impact on the uh, signing day in December, then they have the opportunity to wait for the first round of portaling. And then they have the opportunity to, to jump into a, a school that really wants them to fill a need here and to, to see how Georgia Tech has been filling their holes, to see what Clay Helton has been doing at Georgia Southern, see what Sean Elliott has been doing at Georgia State. West Georgia had a sneaky good signing day period, bringing in folks like uh, you know the GMC had Jermive Tucker and Abe Stowe from Middle Georgia, Johnson County and Wilcox County. Yeah, West Georgia had a great signing day too in Division in Division Two. So just to see how everyone was filling in the holes, I thought was really really cool when it came to signing day this go round.
1: We're going to touch on a lot of players over the next hour, but two of the state's top players from South Paulding going in complete opposite directions. You have three-star running back Jamari and Wilcox heading to Kentucky and three-star quarterback Casein Wiseman heading to Colorado to follow Deion Sanders. John, I love the story there out of South Paulding.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And it was fun to see them on Football Fridays this year and see what uh, what they were building with their program. First up, Jamari on Wilcox. Interesting destination, but there's some history behind it. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I love the Ohio area and the coaching staff. I really love the coaching staff, and I've been like feeling them for the longest since they started talking to me. And they like never, never let me down so far. So, yeah. And now he gets to help the running game. Will Levis is leaving the University of Kentucky, so they're going to need uh, they're going to figure out who their quarterback is. But he can be a part of that offense that Coach Stoops is looking to retool going into twenty twenty three.
1: And speaking of coaches that never let you down, Wiseman heading out to Prime his time. idol Dion Sanders playing for him. That's going to be a lot of fun,
0: no doubt about it. And we caught up with him in that same interview to find out what it's like to be heading to Folsom Field in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, it was pretty cool. You know, looking at him as a superstar figure, it was pretty cool. But I had to realize that he's gonna be my coach and uh, i gonna be around him every day. And so we're ready to go to work. And he'll be learning behind Shador Sanders at the quarterback spot. Initially, Wiseman was supposed to go to Kansas and be a part of the the rebuild there that we're seeing with Lance Leipold. Leipold and bless you. Thank you. And and We've seen what Kansas was able to do and become bowl eligible, and you know work their way in this season. And Wiseman initially was going to be a part of that rebuild that we've seen in Lawrence on the football side. But when Dion comes calling, and you get to be you a part answer of,
1: the phone, yeah,
0: I mean Michael Pollock uh, <laughs> that we know from Gwinnett County and Lincoln County, a part of that coaching staff. Charles Kelly, great defensive mind, is a part of that coaching staff. And Now Case and Wiseman gets to learn at Colorado about uh, what it's going to be like in the Pac-10-12-14. Yeah.
1: Well, if you guys don't know, we had a 2023 recruiting – our first 2023 recruiting show yeah. of the year. We changed that National two to a three. We've signing moved all over. Yeah. John and Matt hosted the show, and there was live interviews with coaches and players. So let's break down – before we bring our guests on, let's talk about the University of Georgia – because you know, a lot of our listeners are very curious about your thoughts on that. John, they, they've
0: never heard of the University of Georgia, have they?
1: <laughs> Takeaways on who they were able to grab last week.
0: Oh, I mean, you you think about just the the dogs in general, and they're always there's always that expectation of being the the number one, number two. Recruiting class on the, this or any other planet, you know, and so you end up with
1: Bo Hewley from Langston Hughes, no doubt
0: about it. And Hewley, remember, Bo was a part of that going back to his junior year. Mm-hmm. Took it out of play completely, and he's like, "I'm going, I'm going as a junior. Nothing's going to waver, and it's all good." And you end up making sure that nothing's going to happen. Bo Hewley ends up with uh, with the University of Georgia, going to be a large presence on the on the outside of that offensive line.
1: Well, let's let Rusty break this down, this thing down first, John. Let's right. let's bring him on to the podcast.
0: What he, what you said. So it's now time to bring on the man who helps us out here at GPB, the uh, recruiting major domo at twenty four seven Sports, Rusty Mansell.
1: Okay, our first guest today is Rusty Mansell, recruit Let me try that again. Let me try that again. Let me try that again. <laughs> okay, one more time.
2: Sorry. Recruiting <laughs> guru. <laughs> I've been I've been caught a lot of things. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to say the same thing, though. Okay, here we go. Three, two. Our first guest on this recruiting podcast is go. Rusty Manziel, the recruiting guru for oh. 247 Sports and part of our family here at GPB Sports. Rusty, I've got to get your overall thoughts and takeaways on National Signing Day within the borders of the state of Georgia.
2: Well, I think the first thing that kind of stands out is Georgia signed only four of the top 30 players in the state of Georgia. Now, if I would have said that 10 years ago, I think Georgia fans would have absolutely freaked out. But if you flip the page, Georgia finished number two in the country, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Team rankings. There you go. Nice drop. Industry-wide. So. I mean, when you look at that, it kind of tells you the brand of what Kirby Smart has done. They didn't really do a lot of damage in Georgia and still had an elite class. It's kind of crazy to look at that number when you see that. But uh, Alabama obviously comes in, and they have the number one recruiting class in the country, and they take the top two players from the state of Georgia. Guys, we've seen every many, many times on GPB with Caleb Downs out of Mill Creek, number one player in the state, and the number two player in the state, Justice Haynes out of Buford. So, Kind of interesting class, to be honest, when you start looking at the numbers, uh, you know, kind of where these kids went.
0: When you look at signing day, and this particular signing day, Rusty, is the one that we refer to as the OG signing day, the one that just passed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do we have too many signing day slash portaling windows currently going on? And this is strictly, you know, your opinion in all of this. and Mm -hmm. And I will follow this up with
2: a theory that I have after you give your answer. I think there needs to be two windows. I I do not like the December window because I don't think that the decision was made by a lot of people with a lot of thought process into really not knowing how it was going to go. So it wasn't intentional. But I don't think people pay enough attention to what it does to the student athletes and the parents because when you start talking about state championships, you start talking about these kids are taking final exams. There's coaching changes going on. You know, what are these parents thinking if they don't have official visits left and those types of things? So it speeds up coaches getting fired. And you see more coaches getting fired in October now. It also makes these kids have to make a decision. You know, I think this year was like December 22nd or something like that. I mm-hmm. mean, you're a couple of days from the holidays. Merry the Christmas. Take, I mean, these kid's trying to take finals. You know, I mean, I just don't think it's the best day. For overall for the student athlete and that's what we're doing this for I would much rather like keep what we have in February Uh, there's a lot I talked to two different power five schools in the last 24 hours and there's some discussion that doesn't mean it's going to go this way but there is some discussion behind closed doors about an August the first date along with the February date now you say what would that do well What that does, it takes the decision away for those kids that they can concentrate on their senior year. It also, which colleges may not like, will force their hand to tell you if that's a real offer or not. Because if you can't commit on August 1st, obviously you don't have a real offer. So uh, that is an interesting dynamic that I'm hearing that there could be potential for an August 1st uh, signing day along with that February one. That would make things pretty interesting.
1: Instead of the December one.
2: Correct. August, August will replace December. And, you know, a lot of these kids are so, I mean, you take Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Auburn, all these schools. They're taking all these mid-year kids. So the December one doesn't hurt those schools as much. as the other kids that are trying to go these these you know group of five schools and those type of schools, too, as well. So, um, you know, the August the first would do two things. It would tell you if you got a real offer or not. And you, there's got, obviously there's got to be an out if you have a coaching change. There's got to be an out there because if you sign with that staff in August and that guy gets fired in October, you should be free of your letter yeah. and, and be able to help your recruiting up. So there's a lot of different dynamics, but I did talk to two different schools and two different conferences, and they didn't say it was happening, but they did say, look, there's a little bit of talk. This potentially could happen. I thought that was interesting.
1: Well, it makes sense because Georgia signed five star- five stars for the 2023 class, and they're already enrolled already Correct. at school yeah. mm-hmm. so that yeah. makes sense because December would be too late they already knew so yeah. Yeah, I, well, I that definitely makes yeah. sense
2: yeah yeah and and, and I think that the you take um, I went back look let's take Vanderbilt so Vanderbilt lost like six kids from October the 1st to December and when I mean lost other schools came and got them now I don't know all the the details but just take a school like Vanderbilt if there was an August the first date, maybe Vanderbilt don't lose those six kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so that there, there's a different dynamic to all this because there wasn't a coaching change at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just kind of went somewhere else, and who knows what's going on and and those types of things. But there's there's both sides of the fence to look at for these types of things. So I thought that was interesting just to kind of tuck away and maybe a thought process. But I I certainly am not a fan of the December signing day at all.
0: So my theory is this that. The December signing day, as we have it right now, this is when all the marquee kids, they want to lock in for the most part. And I know that some that Hannah's got her eye on have not yet, because one of them is still loose. and
1: Rhymes with loose. Yes,
0: it rhymes with loose. But <laughs> So you have all of those five stars, all the big names. That happens in the December signing day window. Then you get your portaling as your after effect of the December window. This window that we are in now is like stage three of that, where those teams that were bowl eligible, the 500s, the ones that were below 500, they have now got the chance to see the landscape and they can jump on the athletes that have been passed over in uh, signing day window one, portaling window one. And the group of fives and the power fives that weren't doing anything. This is their chance to jump on the kids that weren't uh, signed in December.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, and you start, John. There's so much. It's trickle down
0: about. economics
2: with high school and kids, Rusty. And, and I'll say his name. I don't. I, I've said it in a couple of interviews, and he hadn't called me yet. So <laughs> say my, it again. But Bob, but Bobby Lamb, uh, who's the new head coach in Anderson, South yeah. Carolina, starting yeah. a new football program. He told me. He said, Rusty, we're getting kids that we would never have a chance at. Period.
1: Oh, wow. he's also a great it. coach.
2: He's a great guy, great coach, and, you know, he's excited about his program. Anderson, I think he had to sign seven. And I think he had to sign between the early and this one. He had to sign 75 high school football players, which which was fantastic. But he was telling me, he goes, Rusty, we're getting kids that we really should have no shot at because so many kids, the trickle-down effect from the portal. And so there's some, you know, there's some of those things that happen as well. You look, I know you guys, John, you're kind of tied into that area and know it well, but the Georgia Southern recruiting edit, when that came out, mm-hmm. and they signed, I think, 17 NCA transfers or 16, I can't tell you how many coaches sent that to me and was like, wow. And I'm like, that thumbs up where we're at, because Georgia Southern, the history they have in the state of Georgia, proximity to Florida mm-hmm. and South Georgia, they are in the Mecca of high school football, and what did they do? They went eighty percent portal. So that tells you kind of where we are in the landscape of this thing. All these portal windows and all this and that. And again, look, May the first, that thing opens up for fifteen days, and you don't think there won't be some action on that? I just saw a Sam Pittman interviewed yesterday. The University of Arkansas has nine scholarships left for the portal. That's I mean, a that lot. is, yeah, yeah, he's got nine. He is at 76 scholarships heading into spring practice. And my brain immediately goes to Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. If they had 76 scholarship players right now, those two would be, it would be not not nice to be around them. But but that's the way Sam Pittman is looking at it. Look, we got to get guys in this portal that can help us now. So there's a lot of different things, but there's so much things you see that's like, this is the date, the state, of college football, and high school football, and this portal. We're all learning about this, and we don't have another two hours to talk about NIL. We could bring that up, but we're talking about we'll portal. Do. We'll do that in the offseason, Rusty. We're all learning about portal. After the NIL report I saw this morning on Andy Staples, the $250,000 a month for quarterback, I, I probably should have thrown a few more balls in high school, I think. Me too.
0: Would, would, <laughs> would, uh, would Lynn Honeycutt have allowed that?
2: absolutely not. But I would have come up with something, Coach. But can we get a reverse pass or something? Because I'm I'm thinking, two hundred and fifty thousand. Rusty Mansell. If I would have got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month, my freshman year at West Georgia, would I wouldn't know where I'd be in life. I wouldn't know where I'd be in life right now. You probably have to visit me every every other yet somewhere. That'd probably be, that probably that probably would have been the best decision for me. We,
0: remote, remotes from the beach. Line. Yeah, R- remotes from Rusty from the beach. All
2: every single week. Rusty, do you,
1: do you like the portal? Do you like the like, way that the transfer portal has worked?
2: I, there's things I like about it. And and I, I like that um, kids that are second and third string at places get to play. And to me, you know, listen, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, USC, and Texas and all these schools, they're, they're 3D. And, you know, if a kid goes there and he does his thing, I would like for them to put a two-year – this is just my opinion. I would like to say you have to stay there two years. So if you go somewhere – because in life, you can't portal out of a job. Tate Martell. Yeah, yeah, Tate Martell. You know what I'm saying? All these guys bouncing around. Go somewhere for two years. And if you don't fail in classes, you don't have to graduate. You just go for two years, and you can show somebody, I didn't fail in classes, I deal with what I was asked, I just can't crack the lineup here, then you can go somewhere. And it should be free reign. But this bouncing from school to school every year and those types of things, man, it is – I just don't know. I, I, I try to think long-term, and how are we making productive humans? How are we making people that can survive in a workforce, and a corporate world? Because I was in a corporate world for nine years, and I'm telling you right now, high school football taught me so many things. I wasn't a college football prospect, but high school football taught me discipline, how to handle adversity, and that propelled me – when I went into the job force, 100% I believe that. Now, what are we teaching these kids? Because you can't portal out of a job. No, You can walk out the door, but you're not getting paid. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. We can get really deep with that, but there's some good and there's some bad. We all got to make the best uh, best decision on this thing.
0: And that is why we brought you on the show, Rusty. As always, it's fantastic to have you and your perspectives. And we go philosophical on these kinds of things. I yes, said he was
1: the guru. Well,
0: yeah, and it's like you know, you, you. We can go philosophical on these topics. We can make deep dives. We can also talk about the success that George has had. A always, B, B, C, cruton. Rusty, as always, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. You know, we got you on speed dial when it comes to these topics on that NIL podcast. Anytime. Thank for. you guys. Thank you guys for having me.
2: to be here. Send or later. <laughs> you ain't kidding, brother. Be good. <laughs> Thank you guys
0: one recruiting guru down one to go and it's always fun to catch up with the voice of football fridays in georgia matt stewart and get matt's thoughts not on the philosophical aspects of it but more getting into the nuts and bolts of what we got to see from a lot of the schools here in the state of georgia come national signing day 2023
1: joining us now is voice of football fridays in georgia and co-host of recruiting 2023 that's matt stewart And Matt, you are fresh off the set with John hosting our (laughs) National Signing (laughs) Day special, which was outstanding. An hour, you guys started off predicting anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours. You went an hour and 23 minutes. Right in the middle. Perfect sweet spot. So give me your takeaways on National Signing Day in the state of Georgia.
3: Well, I mean, you know, when you talk about the state of Georgia, and if you're talking about just all the colleges and universities, Georgia, of course, dominates. They finish as the number two team in the country, and uh, I think the big story for Georgia is not only do they finish number two in the country this year, they're already lining up for what people are starting to call what historically could be the greatest uh, recruiting class in Georgia history. They're already number one <laughs> the in the 2024 of all time. rankings. And, the, you know, that started on this past National Signing Day when IMG five-star Ellis Robinson uh, committed. Uh, he's the number one-rated cornerback in the country uh, for 2024, the number two overall prospect. But I know y'all talked about this with Rusty. I think the other prevailing storyline is what the impact of the transfer portal has had on high school football recruiting. So, What happens is with this new transfer portal window, and I don't want to cover too much ground that Rusty did, but it is, I think, a significant story, and it's going to continue to be a significant story. Uh, With this new transfer portal window that uh, goes into mid-January, the recruitment for a lot of players, the serious recruitment for a lot of players, those players that didn't sign in the early signing period, which this past year was December 21, gets pushed back significantly. So they're not really getting that heavily recruited until after that transfer portal window closes and teams know what they need because it's kind of like free agency in baseball. You don't – then the draft comes. You, you, you pick up what you pick up in free agency, then you know what you need to draft in the draft. So that's kind of the way college football has morphed in my mind.
0: What do you think about what Georgia Tech did in their first two signing days with Brent Key, finally named head coach? And yep. uh, we'll hear from one of the guys that we talked to on uh, Recruiting 2023 later on. And it's just fun to, to see stories kind of like a Bailey Stockton lineup. How do you think Tech did in their first Brent Key administration signing days?
3: Well, number one, I thought what was significant about Brent Key and maybe one of the reasons why he ended up, getting the job after getting the interim tag in midseason was he was adding recruits to the Georgia Tech 2023 class even before they knew he was going to be the head coach. So he was doing a really good job of selling Georgia Tech and not himself. And you see so often recruiting classes are tied to the coach. I think the the, 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 the most extreme example of that is Deion Sanders. You know Jackson State. They went to Jackson State for Dion. They're going to Colorado for Dion. But forever in our lives, we've always been told coaches tell the kids, you, you know, you you sign with the school, you sign with the program, not the coach. They say that, but that's not always the case. But I think that was the case here with Georgia Tech because Brent Key was doing a really good job of recruiting his alma mater. Whether he got the job or not, which he ultimately did. Now I think. uh You know, they got work to do, and it's a good, solid class. They're not up there in that echelon. They got to get to a point where they're starting to get some four stars. I think they didn't get any four stars in this class. They got three stars. It's a good, solid class, though. And he went heavy in the Atlanta area, which is good. And I think he made a lot of inroads with uh, high school coaches or continue to make inroads with high school coaches because he's been recruiting Georgia for his whole life. I thought it was a solid class, and you're right the Bailey stockton was the was the best individual story of them all uh, of the entire high school football season, and certainly any of and maybe one of the best high school football story recruiting stories I can remember ever where a young man had i think he had an offer from Arkansas State, maybe one from Army, nothing against those programs, of course, good programs uh man that was about it and maybe some FCS offers going into the state finals, which it appeared he wasn't even going to get to play in because he'd suffered a broken collarbone the second week of the season. Well, he decided to play in the state finals. Tremendous heroic effort, starred in their state championship victory. And ironically, as we discussed on uh, the National Signing Day show when we interviewed Bailey, uh, you know, what looked like was going to be a curse – a broken collarbone in the senior season, second round of the state playoffs, ends your high school football career, turned out to be a blessing because he did play. And the fact that he played with a broken collarbone and played so well impressed so many coaches, it opened up what would eventually be a scholarship to Georgia Tech.
0: So here's Bailey Stockton on recruiting 2023. Matt speaks it, it happens. Uh, It was definitely difficult. Uh, I had great options on the table. Uh, Georgia Southern's a great school. They got great coaching staff. Uh, of course, I live in Athens, so I'm right
4: down the road from UGA. But I felt like Georgia Tech with the opportunities they're giving me, I couldn't pass that up. So,
0: could not pass it up, Matt Stewart.
4: And those options that he
3: had on the table were not on the table until after the state finals. So, after his performance in the state finals at Georgia State, Georgia State offered, Georgia Southern offers, Georgia Tech eventually offers. They were among the latest to offer. In fact, you know, four weeks prior to National Signing Day, he hadn't even made any kind of contact with Georgia Tech whatsoever. It was the hiring of Buster Faulkner, who had been on Kirby's staff at Georgia and got the OC job at Georgia Tech that opened the door for Bailey Stockton to eventually land at Georgia Tech. And Georgia even offered all those theirs was uh, a preferred walk-on offer, which would, you know, eventually become a scholarship offer. But it was going to be a PWO to start.
1: So Bailey passed up on Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Who did those two schools get? Who were their top recruits that signed?
3: Well, uh, let's, let's we'll start with Georgia Southern. And again, you know, and we interviewed, uh, you know, Coach Helton on the show, and he did a really good job of laying it out. Uh, no program in the state ha- signed more Georgia high school football players than Georgia Southern has his first two years and of course this was his first full year we'll remember he got the job in November in his first year so and did a good job of putting together a solid first year class this year he had a season to work with an entire recruiting season to work with and uh, you know they did a good solid job I think 40 plus players from the state of Georgia for them the last couple of years they were heavy in the transfer portal as well Elijah Lacey The three-star edge out of New Hampstead was their highest-rated prospect. DeAndre Buchanan, dynamic wide receiver, kick returner out of Carver, Atlanta, was their number two highest-rated prospect. And then they capped it off on um, you know signing day with a couple of more. This last signing day, young man out of uh, Southeast Georgia, wide receiver that they were really high on, they got him. And so they had a nice, solid class. Georgia State's class is a little different and John and I talked about this not necessarily on air but off air you know Georgia state uh you know I think has Atlanta works for them but Atlanta also might work against them so here in the state of Georgia where what 75% of the prospects that's just my guess mm-hmm. come from the Atlanta area you got to convince them to stay home yeah when so many kids when they go to college what do they want to do They want to go off to college. They don't want to stay home. They want to go somewhere else. They want to have a new adventure in life. They want to get away from home. So I think, you know, that Atlanta aspect helps them with kids outside the area, and I think that's reflected in, you know, some of the players they landed out of the
2: Northeast
3: who want to come to Atlanta and play, and it maybe works against them a little bit with the high school players. What it does help them with is players that, you know, in the transfer portal, and you see that a lot quite often in the transfer portal, what you get are kids who start in high school in a particular area, went off to play college ball, it didn't work out. Then they come back to their quote unquote home area to finish up their college football careers. But yeah, you know, Georgia State's class is much more far flung than, you know, Georgia Southern's or even Georgia Tech's class for that matter. The one big Prospect they they got out of the state. Uh, they they picked up Quentin Thomas, three-star wide receiver out of uh, Eagles Landing. They picked up Charlie Pace, three-star running back out of Calhoun County, and then they got a lot of guys from all over the country, including uh, three-star defensive lineman Ricardo Williams, who had been at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College.
0: Kevin Swint out of Carrollton, who we've seen on Football Fridays. Cameron Marshall yep. out of Perry was a part of this as well. Yep, that's right. Yep. And, and those uh, were
3: signing. Those, and, that, and those were signing day, February one signing day. And Swint's a kind of an example of what I'm talking about. Swinton, Swint from Carrollton started his career at Clemson as a four star linebacker. Now he's in the transfer portal. He's coming back closer to home and playing at Georgia State.
0: So Sean Elliott mentioned that this current part of life as a high school football as a college football coach is kind of like living in a tornado. Here's what he told us on recruiting 2023 about it.
4: It was hard early on, to be to be honest with you, because you know, you got your early signing period, which was mainly at that point in time. Uh, you know, your high school athletes that you've been recruiting for so long, and then the transfer portal window opens up and you 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 scurry to get all that taken care of and evaluation and I call it speed dating because you they get in the portal and then you're like, okay, we got to talk to them, we got to offer them, we got to get them down, and 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 that moved really really quickly. And then you have the second signing period, and the second signing period for us was the same way as the first, except we were a little bit more involved, in, uh, I guess in recruiting the transfer portal because of some of the guys that we had lost late and uh, moved on from us, so we had to replace those guys with older. And now we're sitting here preparing for the last segment segment of this. You know, going through spring, looking at guys in the in the second transfer portal window, uh, we're trying to be prepared for that one and to make sure we have what we feel like uh, is a good pa- plan in place to move forward with uh, the positions of need that we still have.
0: So that's where we are right now with Georgia State as we get ready for segment number four of all of this, Matt.
3: Correct, and the transfer portal, and there'll be more players. Uh, At the end of spring football practice, so I think that next window, don't know the exact dates, but I think it's like the 1st of May to mid-May. You get two weeks at the start of May. By then, everybody's had their spring football practice. By then, the players who went through spring football practice have figured out, well, I'm not going to play here this year or maybe ever, so I'm leaving and then you got others that are, you know, they're in the same boat. Now they're looking around, where can I jump to where I get a chance to play? So it's become a year-long process uh, because, you know, once you're done with May, you're never done with recruiting, as you know. No. June is a heavy, heavy, heavy uh, official visits month. So you'll have a lot of your big-time high school prospects, or at least those prospects that are big to your program. I don't necessarily mean they're all five and four stars, but whoever your big time targets are that you really want to get in the 2024 class, this is when they're going to be make a lot of them will be making official visits in June and making decisions. June and July is a very heavy month for commitments.
0: Uh, Matt, as always, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast and letting everybody know what's going on around the state of Georgia. Uh, Games will count before we know it, sir.
3: I know. It's crazy. Looking forward to it. Hey, and we're looking forward to we're now, what, a month away from basketball Basketball. state championships.
1: Yeah, we'll have to call you back on the next podcast and we break down the March Madness.
3: Looking forward to it. We're going to, you know, we're, I think, Region playoffs, some of them start, begin this week, right, or next week? Next yeah. week, yeah. yeah. And the state playoffs start on February 21, so that's, what, two weeks from now, basically, two weeks from tomorrow or so something like that. Get your notes Championships
1: ready. March 8th through 11th. So, look, that's my yeah. wrap of the show right there. Yes, Maybe so. we just wrap the show up now. <laughs>
0: there you She's go. She's teased the basketball championships, which is next month's podcast. As always, my friend, thanks for hanging out with us and letting, uh, letting everybody know what's on your mind.
3: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: so as always it's great to catch up with matt and get his thoughts about how everything was going on around the state of georgia and i thought it was really cool to get the philosophical point of view from rusty mansell about december signing day which leads into portaling which leads into signing day two which leads into portaling which leads into spring practice which leads into practice which (laughs) leads into games.
1: he was very passionate about the portal i loved his take on it i agree with him and we definitely need to do some sort of NIL podcast and have him on because he was holding back oh, on us, was. John.
0: Yeah. I mean, he said we could go for another two hours and, and <laughs> do stuff specifically on, on uh, name, image and likeness. And it is its own animal. Yeah. It, now it is the quiet part being said out loud when it comes to NIL. So that's uh, that is its own animal. And uh, don't be surprised if we end up doing another podcast pretty quickly about doing that
1: kind of stuff. Pop quiz time. Uh oh. We're calling it, calling a pop quiz.
0: So, okay, we need like a, a uh, I was gonna for say, it. uh, quiz. I was gonna say, uh, Ambassador Jeremy, are we going to get like a drop or something <laughs> when it comes to, uh, the pop quiz now? Is that how this is gonna <laughs> yeah, work? Yeah,
1: through the magic of radio, it's Perfect. going to be here already. It's pop quiz time. It's pop quiz time. It's pop quiz time. We're having this conversation. It's
0: already happened. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. All right. Love so it. pop, put, how many questions?
1: Well, it's just one. Okay. It's just one we'll question. Let's see if John can
0: go 0 for 1 for another week.
1: Yeah, because you lost the last one.
0: Oh, no, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So yeah. you have
1: not gotten one right. I have We've not only gotten one, one right, and
0: I don't oh. anticipate getting okay. another one correct.
1: Okay. Name. See, she can't even, she I'm can't even, to, see, I'm Jeremy, do you, my, Jeremy do, you do, you, do you need to help
0: no, no, her? Do no. you need to help her with this question? No,
1: no, no, she's fine. Okay. Just let her do it. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to get my Jeopardy voice.
0: Well, why don't you just go ahead and do game show voice and do it this way?
1: Name yeah. a yeah. small county in the state of Georgia uh-huh. or a very small high school. I have
0: 159 opportunities to do that. That
1: had the most recruits signed.
0: On which signing day? Or in general? Are we talking the envelope of signing day?
1: The envelope of signing day. The envelope
0: of signing day. the
1: 2023 class.
0: (sighs) You see, now you go small town, then you have to sit there and you think about, okay, who's done well. Who I mean, you go to South Georgia. Obviously, you lean into somebody like Cockwood County. That to me is the first one that pops to mind. But I don't know if that means that Hannah's version of small is different from my version of small. Brooks County with uh, Maurice Freeman. That's another one that's small in South Georgia. Those would be the first two off the top of my head. Hannah, what's the correct answer? See, she can't even do it with. A, she can't even do this with a straight face. <laughs> She can't she can't do this with a straight face. She can't do game show voice.
1: Those sound great to me, John. Those two sound great to me. So
0: Sean Calhoun and Maurice Freeman, you've won this week's pop quiz on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Did that work?
1: That, that was great. All right, so Thank what you. else is what
0: else is on your agenda before we go?
1: Well, there's another question that I don't know the answer to. Here's another
0: question Hannah doesn't know the answer to.
1: We wanted. To, we're going to do a staff whip around. Okay. We also need a, a, a sound for that. Staff whip
0: around music <laughs> inserted right here. Staff for, whip around. Yeah, staff whip around. So, yeah,
1: how many recruits uh-huh. did all of our podcast staff's high schools? Okay,
0: yeah, you're there. You're, you're correct with your possessive. So, all right. How? So, so I know of a couple. Jeremy knows how many signed with Darlington? Uh, there were three. Okay, so. Uh, Three with Darlington, and we know with a Class A program that makes deep playoff runs, that I understand. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, Commander Sandy's Decatur Bulldogs kicker, Isaac Kone, signed with Georgia State. And for those that missed uh, the Recruiting 2023 when we caught up with Mm -hmm. Sean Elliott, Sean Elliott actually breaks down the recruiting of what it was for Isaac Kone. Coach Elliott says, I can drive in from my house and pick up Isaac and take him to school every day. Wow. That's a a really cool story about how Sean Elliott got Isaac Kone from Decatur. So, uh, uninformed as we all are, we are petitioning all of our uh, alumnuses, Mm -hmm. alumni and alumnae,
1: Lasseter Athletics did not tweet February first, and
0: uh, neither did Lakeside. Although I can check with our friends at Decab County, so we're looking at Lasseter. we're looking at Lakeside, we're looking at Parkview. We've got Decatur and Darlington taken care of. We need Central Macon and we need President Reagan's uh, high school from out of state. So that's the answers. So uh, let us know so if will, you know the we will answers. We'll be
1: coming back to you with yes. those answers. Yes,
0: we'll be coming back with we'll be coming back with those <laughs> answers.
1: I thought of another pop quiz question.
0: Uh oh. See, she can't even. She can't even. She can't even figure out how to say it. So she comes up with another one. Yeah.
1: Which player?
0: Which player in the
1: state of Georgia? In the
0: state of Georgia
1: went the farthest.
0: Ooh. Oh. Um. Oh, I know this one. Uh, he went from East Coweta to Hawaii.
1: Ooh. That
0: one I know. East Coweta to Hawaii. That's the longest. That one I know.
1: Got that one. Yeah. But do we know his name?
0: I'll go to Hawaii. We'll go to Hawaii's. We'll go to the. Efforting. We'll, we'll go to the Rainbow Signing Day. Awesome. And we can and because yeah because we were making a big deal out of it when we saw it. It's like man, he went a long distance. But you know what's what's uh, what's recruiting?
1: I think, I think I'm beating you.
0: What's recruiting like for that? I mean that's uh, it was. Uh,
1: Delion Freeman. Yeah,
0: Delion Freeman, out of uh, out of East Coweta. Awesome. Yeah. So Delion Freeman is the answer. Two A player for East Coweta, receiver and corner. What do you think recruiting is like at uh, What do you think recruiting is like at Hawaii for for them?
1: Oh, that'd be a cool like.
0: Do you get a Do you get 30 official for 30. Do you get an official visit? I'm sure. Or do you or and or, you get
1: a you get a lay when you get off the
0: or or the is plane? it just Zoom? Do they I just, would
1: think you would get a visit. Why would you not? Did you Tucker imagine an
0: OV to Hawaii? <laughs> pretty sweet. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. So, yeah, Delion Freeman, I think, is the answer to the question. Furthest uh, East Coweta to Hawaii.
1: All right. got to wrap this up. We I've do? got a basketball interview okay. at 2.30 well, with the number one girls prospect in the state, Courtney Ogden. Okay. So I gotta go. I gotta run downstairs and chat with her. I'm okay,
0: sure. so you're gonna go run downstairs, chat with her. That's another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. I guess we're shutting it down. Or we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. So uh, for for Hannah, for me, for as I look, I look into the the room. So it's Jake the Snake, Commander Sandy, and let's see, it's Ambassador Jeremy. King James and President Reagan, thanks for hanging out with us for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Thanks to all of them for putting up with all of us on a monthly basis, and thanks to all of you for hanging out however you do so. Once again, another round here at GBB Sports. Don't forget to download the GBB Sports app, available iOS and Android, and follow us on all of our social media platforms. For all of us here, be good. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye, guys.